Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Hey guys, this is Megan from Bravo Happy Hour, and I just want to let you know, part two of this episode gets a little steamy, gets a little boozy. We talk a lot about lesbian trysts, so just want to give you guys a trigger warning for potential children in earshot. I will say, if you haven't heard part one, go back and listen to that because it's real fun. We talk about, one, obviously, who Big Papa is, but that's not even the juiciest of all the fun information we dug up. First, her first husband is a predator now. Need I say more? And then her steamy tryst with the town sheriff. I think he was like in his late 40s. She was late teens. Again, just go to part one, enjoy the episode, and enjoy part two. It's a wild ride, and tell me what you think. I'm having a lot of fun with these bonus episodes. Shoot me some ideas. Give me some ideas, you guys. I've got a good list, but I need some inspo. I need some inspo, so send them my way on Instagram. All right, enjoy. Speaking of mind control, Kim Zolciak, how do you oh, these guys? Yes, ask, believe, receive, evidently, and I'm just asking and believing the receiving. We're still waiting. Uh, anyways, so after... Kim realized Big Papa was never leaving his wife, who, mind you, is also named Kimberly, and they are still together to this day. So I'm happy for Lee and Kimberly. Wait, actually, Kim and Lee, Kimberly. That's a lot. That's a lot to, that's a lot to take in right now. <laughs> After the breakup, Kim is looking for a warm embrace. She's looking for a warm bosom to lay her head on at night. And there she finds Tracy Young who is a Grammy award-winning producer slash remixer, DJ, composer, and owner of Feroche Records. And she's a woman, mind you. So this is Kim's first female (laughs) partner that, yeah, Feroche Records. (laughs) Kim starts this, like, hot lesbian tryst with this DJ. She says, quote, I don't believe love has a gender. I have a ton of girlfriends who have been with girls, and I could never comprehend that before. Now I can. And I don't want to define gay, bisexual, or straight. I just think it's too much for me. A woman doesn't define me, nor does a man. I'm among the millions of parents who have been in a gay or lesbian relationship. It hasn't been easy road lately, but I feel there are no mistakes in my life. Everything happens for a reason. To have the opportunity to speak for myself and to have people understand what I'm going through is really special. I myself was confused and scared at first. Being able to speak from my heart and get this all out is a huge relief for me. I loved Kim's coming out moment. She wouldn't say she's gay, straight, or bisexual, which, like, I don't believe you need to put a label on things, but I also think a lot of people who have generally been straight refuse to kind of say they're bisexual. I mean, I kind of wish on this point, right? I feel like why does there need to be labels? Like, can't you just love who you love? Like, can't it just be a thing? I mean, I don't think that, and I feel like society as a whole, like, puts too many constructs on, like, gay, straight, bisexual, like, I mean, can't you just love a person? So I kind of feel, I'm, I'm kind of on Kim's side with, like, the DJ Facey stuff, because who the fuck cares, you know? Um, but a lot of people wanted to define it at the time, the times were different. This is obviously a few years ago. Things weren't as open and we weren't able to discuss them like we are now. Totally. But I've never really kind of like felt the constructs of needing to define your sexual orientation by such limited terms, for sure. What, what snack are you eating? Oh, my God. 
Oh my gosh, lifesaver gummies! Oh, it's my. Oh, I yeah. am so jealous. <laughs> oh my god, but it's only seven thirty, and I'm like, I'm about to go to the bodega and like tear apart some <laughs> goldfish. We get some salty snacks. So her and DJ Tracy Young, they dated for timeline is very unknown. So eight months, I thought eight months, eight months ish, almost a year. Eight months, they said. So on the season 10 reunion, the conversation came up because I guess Kim accused Candy of wanting to lick her box. But this came up around the time that there was allegations with Portia and them wanting to sleep with her, with with, um, Candy and Todd wanting to sleep with Portia. But like, frankly, who doesn't want to sleep with Candy, Portia, or Todd? Like, those are the hottest people I've ever seen. I think if I had to do a threesome on Bravo, like those three would be there. Mercedes, who would be in your Bravo threesome? I'm thinking about it right now. Um, oh, I'd potentially have Mauricio tap in for Todd. I don't know. Like, Mauricio's not looked too hot in the past couple of years, right? I would have said him he, before. Yeah, he's aged mm-hmm. rapidly in the quarantine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love Frederick. I love Frederick for a million dollar listing. Oh, well, I he's think, also I like an ex-porn porn star. His gay, I watched Dude. his gay porn. I watched it. Yeah. I've definitely... Okay, <laughs> uh, you listeners out there, again, if you've gotten this far, you're lucky. Ryan Bailey and I are doing an episode called The Real Pornos of Bravo. And we are both going to watch yeah. all the pornos that anybody on the Bravo Network has ever been in and talk about them. And so, again, don't have your children in the car for that one because they will need electric shock therapy because <laughs> that is gonna be disgusting <laughs> i'm like would probably sleep with steve gold because he's hot he like doesn't Although do it I for me i feel he's he's a selfish lover i, I can like feel him. it i could feel he's a selfish lover oh totally totally i feel like peter um, thomas would like get down on that ass he would like, eat he would eat you out he would eat you out a he'd lot. eat your ass like yeah. on first base like his first base is yes ass eating. yes wahanda <laughs> i'm trying to think of like other yeah like in terms of women I'm yeah i would like a good lesbian action i think like witch half-life that i'm most attracted to i think portia is so lip. hot Portia is definitely 100%. It's like Portia Mauricio, and I'm trying to find. I mean, this is a foursome now. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I feel like I need one more. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll hook up with Bethany. Maybe <gasps> because she could be a freak bitch. I. She could. She's very skinny though, so I don't know that I would like that. I want somebody with like honestly, a, maybe I, a Miami. Oh, a Miami oh, housewife. Oh. A Miami housewife. Because I want them to have a little bit of Latin flavor, and I want them to be like a little bit more meat on the bones. Anna can cut Maybe a Miami house. Like that could be a deep cut. I was thinking she's Anna. hot. She's hot. Anna that's Kim so That's right. Okay. With skinny Latina. Mm-hmm. I got a skinny girl and skinny Latina. So there you oh, go. Oh, look at you. I yeah. I <laughs> you Bethany and Anna. I, I I would potentially want to throw a Tom Sandoval in there. However, like I could potentially see a dick in his mouth, and like that occasionally comes Absolutely. up in a it comes up in a porno when you're just like, is that well, dick in a guy's mouth? And then it's like I'm trying to be cool and fun, and I'm trying not for nothing. To go with Ariana it. is gorgeous, right? So, so like, oh, I would do Ariana a threesome with that already into it. She's and Ariana is bisexual already, so like, oh, totally. Ariana's beautiful. Like, yeah, absolutely, all in. 
this 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 conversation has taken a turn. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so on the season ten reunion, they ended up bringing up, but what about your relationship with Tracy? Obviously, you know Andy. Is yes, like yes, cre- yeah, yeah, creaming yeah. over this. Also, there are amazing photos which I'll. Andy's put- messy, and I love it. I love it. There is a photo of like Andy, Kim, and Tracy like partying one night, and all of their hands are just like intertwined on one another's bodies. It's really sexual and sensual. And of course, Andy was very into this. So Tracy ended up speaking out about Kim's comments on the season 10 reunion, basically kind of denying the longevity of their relationship. Kim basically said it was like a one night thing. And Tracy said she's a liar because she denied what went on and the reunion brought it all back. Kim and I were in a relationship for about eight months. She said she wanted to marry me. She asked me to have a baby with her. And she also said that she was the receiver. Yeah, which <laughs> um, I mean, I can um, see Kim like wanting to give, but I but I think that kind of goes back to like her idea of giving gets the same way Lala gives mm-hmm. a rim job to get a Range Rover. Like yeah, it's yeah, a it's yeah, a yeah, one yeah. it's a one for one quid quid pro quo. Oh, always. (laughs) Like, she's like, I'll do it. I don't care what I gotta do. But I'm gonna get what I need. Yeah. Which, like, potentially, and like, Tracy Young's a DJ. Maybe she was trying to think, like, maybe she can make some beats for me. Once Candy was like, uh, girl, you're gonna have to pay me because (laughs) this is expensive and you're making decent money from these albums and I'm making nothing and I actually made the album. It made you sound decent. Oh my god, you got Cape Cod chips too? Are you kidding me right now? I I know the salt vinegar. The, I mean, they're the best. I you know I'm putting on meat while I chomp away. Oh, I'm so <laughs> jealous! I have to eat like all I have is like a fucking sad little salad tonight for dinner. <sighs> if you just have green beans and hummus, like go to the bodega. <laughs> Are you kidding? Well, it's like I'll be healthy for one minute, and then thirty minutes later, I'm like, okay, it's time to go get chips and french <laughs> french onion dip because that's what i'm eating while <laughs> but it's like so much better when i was just like working from home but then i'm going back to the office i eat a lot more because i'm just like i'm so hungry i'm in the office but it doesn't make any sense completely besides the point we're back <laughs> talking about oh no i know this is all on the real housewives of atlanta get back to mm. lesbian relationships so after tracy let's i mean let, I, let's just have a real conversation about why there are no shows at all on bravo about lgbtq uh relationships kind of like anything like you're telling me you couldn't have a fucking show in atlanta about the gay like, the gay hairdressers like everything well remember you they have it in new york you couldn't have it in la like they stop. had that random lesbian on new jersey housewives i'm like you couldn't have picked a more exclusive community to gay people yes i know but I there was that one girl i can't remember her name it's not the one that they try to introduce to rosie right no, no, no. Was no. the one that to Rosie? I, I could not remember her name, but they were, like, at, like, a bonfire or something, and I just remember yes, there being, yes, like, a conversation yes, where all of them were just like, you are not on this show. And it's unfortunate that Bravo can't show a very real part of Why our hasn't culture. There been, Especially in New York City. 
I mean, you can say mm-hmm. there, there hasn't been a black woman on the Real Housewives of New York City, and that's crazy. But to also not have a gay person on New York City Housewives is crazy. Granted, like, everybody's like, the moment Sonia gets, like, vodka to her lips, she's like, Bethany. Uh, of course. Give me But I want to show all, I want to show all about, like, the gay community in New York City and L.A. and San Francisco and Atlanta. Like, I want shows about that. And, like, they, how they're kind of, like, working on their relationships and evolving and like that so showtime had one it was called uh, um uh real oh my gosh i can't believe i'm completely blanking on this so there was like a scripted show about lesbians and then l word i'm just gonna have to google it. the l word so, yeah so there was a real l word so okay yes the l word and so there was a real l word and it was based out of la and there was a lot of girls but like with amc plus the plus doesn't just mean more it means better available through the platforms you're already on amc plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of amc plus the complete collections of shutter sundance now and ifc films unlimited get the latest from the walking dead with early access and exclusives binge acclaimed series like mad men ad free and with new content dropping each week like gangs of london a powerful drama about london's criminal underworld there's always something fresh to check out Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. <laughs> After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. (laughs) This will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off you guys and you get a deal look at that it was iffy because some girls like later on like had babies like guys like they guys but so yeah yeah yeah. um but like those were on the other networks like why hasn't bravo been any of that it's kind of strange how bravo really chooses their development of shows because for a network that was built on queer eye for the straight guy you would think that they would foster those kinds of 
relationships with their audiences and like the people on the network to reflect that, but they really don't. And I think once they realize that the Real Housewives was their, well, is their bread and butter. I mean, I shouldn't even say is because Below Deck had 1 million more viewers this past week than any, than Real Housewives of New York had the lowest episode in the history of Real Housewives of New York this past week. But you know why? It's because they, they put them on a fucking hiatus. Nobody knew when the frick they were coming back. That's no one knew problem. when they were coming back. And also this past episode was just like such a sad episode where everybody was just like a drunk idiot and it was the same conversations and everybody is just a mess and it's like real housewives of new york needs to rejigger things and i love new york housewives if you know this show i'm like a new york girl you know i'm biased as hell and i love my new york housewives but between Sona, and I think Dorinda, that, like, Lou, everybody was just yeah, so bad. But the thing is, is like the times are different. Like social issues are different, and so it's like you need to address them. You need to talk about them. Like Leah's great. Leah's been a great addition. She's great. Taroni, absolutely fantastic. And so I feel like Bravo's really kind of like fumbling it, trying to figure out what to do and figure out where to go based on what the footage that they have. They can't record anything new because somebody can go out and do stuff. So it's like, what are they doing? And I feel like for them, it's a turning point where they have to figure out how they're going to move on from this. Well, I think it's a similar situation where you got to look at OC. You look at Gina and Bronwyn coming in, and they're 25 years younger than Vicky, who's the OG. And now you see the same exact situation happening in New York where – Leah is 25 years younger than Ramona. It's just different generations. And to have these mm-hmm. massive generational gaps between people will not allow for... Right. Friendships and the same social discussions exactly. that are happening. They're completely different. Like Leah has a little daughter. Leah has a young kid. And Sonia's kid is in college. And Ramona's kid is out of college. And Luann's kids are out of college. And so... There's just different times in these women's lives. And I think you have to kind of find people who are all in the same period together so that they can grow together and have the same conversations. Because when you hear Vicky and Bronwyn talking about like Bronwyn saying, yeah, my husband wears high heels to support my son who is in the LGBTQ community. And Vicky is like, well, I don't believe in gay marriage and I don't whatever she believes in. Like it's it very relate. difficult. It doesn't translate. It doesn't, it doesn't translate. It doesn't translate well on screen. Vicky's a grandma. Because so many people because so many people are on the fence, right? And so they're like, hey, like I want to go one way, I want to go the other, but if I have all of them at one point, I'm like, where am I going? Like I don't even know what I'm doing. But did you also see the picture with Bronwyn and her husband and their son dressed in drag? And so, yeah, and that, then the husband was wearing the heels and the son was dressed in drag. He looked phenomenal. Gorge. And then Bronwyn was right there next to him, like, dressed up. Like, I loved it. But would Vicky ever do that? Does Vicky understand any of that? Absolutely fucking not. She's so, like, closed-minded, old-school, Midwest, whatever. She's from the Midwest, okay? She's not from the OC. And so she's not – she's going to spew hateful things. She's going to say hurtful things and, like – the generation from Broadway and like they don't even relate to that. They're not even going to understand that. So 
it's like a weird construct and like Bravo needs to get executives on board that like understand the stuff and can help kind of like guide the narrative because right now it's kind of like at a standstill or a mess. So like nobody, like a lot of people have stopped watching Beverly Hills. A lot of people stop watching OC, you know, like, so it's like, yeah, two people will like trek through the stuff. Like I don't like, I've watched New York still. I watch Atlanta still. I watch Potomac still. But the old ones, I don't even watch because I'm like, you're not even progressive. So why am I watching you? Well, I'm struggling because I'm doing mm. a bonus episode on old Real Housewives of OC children. And now I'm fucking stuck watching old episodes of OC. And it's just like, they keep saying like, retarded. And they keep saying horrific phrases and words. And I'm watching this and you think like, this was 12, 13, 14 years ago. And this shit was okay to say. And I'm not, like, I said that word on this show, but I'm saying it to prove it, not that I would ever say that. But yeah, you see how things really change in culture and change in television. And for someone like Vicki Gundelson, who we've watched for 15 years, is not hmm. going to change. So no, never, as, never. as culture changes and as our social consciousness changes, the people on television also need to change with that. And if they don't, then they fall in the dust. And I think we saw with Kim. I mean, to bring it back to Kim, at the end of the season 10 reunion when she was screaming, well, if they just would accept me and if, how, do, how would you feel if you were the only white woman on this stage being yelled at by a, black, a bunch of black women like, that's not okay to say. You we also don't all... have the liberty to say that. I mean, yeah. poor Kim. Like, <laughs> And the thing is, is like, Atlanta hasn't had a white woman on the show since. And Married to Medicine, Atlanta. Like, they had Carrie, the chick in the first season. The Other one from that, the first season. They and haven't she was had bad. a white she woman. She was like, really. But she was very public problematic well now her her kids are like actually like um like protesting with the black lives matter movement and she's been posting a lot about it so that's at least good but i think i think it's it's difficult for bravo to have shows with frankly racially integrated casts because all of the producers and editors and executives are all white so when you mm-hmm. have a fully white board creating the content, you cannot have those conversations and you cannot edit things properly and you cannot try to yeah. express yourself properly without representation behind the scenes. Side note, people loved Mexican dynasties, canceled after one season. Um, people loved, loved. I personally loved Family Karma. I've heard nothing about any other seasons you know what i mean like i haven't like, heard that, that i haven't heard that they've gone silent but even that like just a behind the scenes podcaster world thing i've been talking on this show how so many shows of people of color are not given the same opportunities as the white people Every show on this network full of white women are going on other people's podcasts. The people on Mexican dynasties, 
One, we're told by their publicity team that they have to vet podcasters. In addition to Family Karma, who were told they can't go on podcasts. They don't even, they are not even given a platform to talk about their shows. To Incredible. get other people interested, Incredible. to get my fans, and interested. those shows were more interesting than any like episode <laughs> of OC in the past three seasons. Exactly, what and are so you it's talking about. And so it's unfortunate that Bravo, as a network, picks and chooses the shows and the people that they want to give platforms to. And if you really look with a microscope, you see, oh, why weren't the women on Texacana's given a break? They weren't okay, on Watch What Happens all, Live. I'm from I listen. Listen, I was on, I'm from Texas and like, I hated Texacana. I absolutely hated it. You were annoying. Was women from Mexico that had like moved to Texas. I'm like, you're not even from fucking, fucking from Texas. Like, so like, <laughs> okay, Texacana is like, I will be like, mm, not nah. using that one but, as an example, lol. Just but, <laughs> Mexican dynasties was great because it was two from Mexico City. And then Family Karma, which were, like, the Indians that were in Miami. Like, I love that. And they were, like, a whole community neighborhood. So, oh, my gosh. I mean, we were supposed to talk about Kim KZB. I know, yeah. It always, it always happens. Like, but, that's like, but, <laughs> but that's what I think bonus episodes are so fun for because – you allow yourself to kind of like, I mean, also, this is me yeah. with a half bottle of Pinot Noir in me. <laughs> I got a California Pinot in me. I'm trying to talk about race. I'm trying to talk about. <laughs> amen. Amen. But, but really, like, if we're not talking about it, who's talking about it? And who's pushing these issues? And who's like, kind of like, putting the pressure on Bravo to say, like, this is what we want. This is what we're looking for. Do I want some other, like, Tamara judge on every single season? Absolutely fucking not. Like, well, no, no way. Now they're Tamara playing... judge is talking about going to Roni. I was like, yeah, right. You would never make it in New York. Tamara, you don't even have the money to make it in New York. Like, stop. Get off of my screen ASAP. Tamara, you lost your very high paying job on a TV show. You can't even afford two months in Manhattan. Trust and believe. You cannot. You cannot. You cannot. Like, as two young women uh, hustling in Manhattan, Working we, can, we can prove. I have seven jobs, and I'm poor. Like, <laughs> and I live in New York. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, back to this. We are at our fifth and final person in Kim Zolciak Beerman's life, and that is Croy Beerman. So on season three, episode seven of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Kim attended the, wait, let me get the exact name, Dancing Stars of Atlanta competition, where Sheree Sheree Whitfield was dancing for Alzheimer's Foundation, and Croy was there dancing with some dancer, and he was just like doing a samba, mamba, fucking jock trot i don't know dance for his <laughs> he was doing a two-step and she saw his ass she saw his ass he saw she saw his tight little ass and throughout the episode she just kept being like but who's that guy with that hot ass who's that guy with that hot ass and she kept saying it she kept saying it and then after he performs after sheree performs she just walks up to him which like girl i am taking notes she just goes up to him and <laughs> she was absolutely she was like get over here turn around 
that is a juicy butt. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, it is. And so they do like a little flirty flirt. And then um, Lawrence comes over and she's like, Lawrence, this is the guy with the cute butt. And he's like, turn around. <laughs> and then <laughs> do another butt reveal. And one thing led to another. Croy goes up to her after and says like, here's my card. Hit me up if you ever want to come to a Falcons game at this point. He was a defensive end on the Atlanta Falcons and was some football guy, sports, sport, 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 sports. Um, and now, fast forward, you know, 10 years, and they have twins, Kane and Kaya. They have a son, Cash, and they have KJ. They have created some of the most beautiful children I've seen in my life, I will say. I'm not hating on it. I I'm mean, ask, it. believe, receive, ask, believe, receive, right? Like, that's exactly what she did. She found a and, hot young man and mm-hmm. made 3,000 babies with him. And he adopted her children. And as much as, like, he's seven years younger than her, which could potentially be a red flag for some, but he's a good boy from Montana. But not even. So Lisa Wu from season one, Ed, who was her husband, was six years younger than her. So when I watched that, I was like, oh, God bless. There's, there's, you know, he, he left time for ass. me yet. I know, but that was later. But, like, oh my but God, at the like, time, they were time, there's time for me yet to date a young man with a little bit of spunk and <laughs> energy inside him. You know what I mean? And not a grumpy <laughs> old man. <laughs> Amen. He's like angry at the world and like, wants to go to sleep at 6 p.m. But <laughs> honestly, Kim has kind of found her way. And I think her and Croy are really happy. And as much as Croy isn't working, which probably hurts him a lot, because I think a lot of athletes struggle when they don't get picked up from teams and have spent their yep. entire lives striving for professional teams and then they get dropped, like, it's a really hard pill to swallow when you realize that that dream is gone. And for a minute, he was like, I'm going to do sports broadcasting. And so many people on these, uh, like, so many wash-up athletes say that, but they also forget sports broadcasting is very difficult. Like, at, like any other job, th- you know, that is why... You personality, you need to know stuff, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. hello, like, just like you're an athlete, that takes skill, and a broadcaster that takes skill and it's not the same skill it's just a very different skill to engage audience but i will always say this that like from the beginning of like don't be tardy and like even when croy and kim met each other on the housewives like croy's always been very genuine and he's always like really loved kim and like really supported her and like she really hit the jackpot with him. You know what I mean? Like to find somebody that was everything that she was looking for and more. And like to even take care of her kids to like, you know, be a good dad to their kids. I mean, that's a lot of what a lot of women would want. Really? I mean, completely. And especially coming from a situation with Big Papa where she was jerked around and was always second Mm -hmm. to his wife 
it must have been really nice to fall for a man who just like loves you and doesn't need you to beg or have those conversations where you're saying, oh, like, so did you have the conversation with your wife about separation? Like those conversations just go nowhere generally. I mean, it did go nowhere for her. And so to find a man who just like loves you for you and loves you for your crazy. And at the end of the day, Kim doesn't smoke cigarettes anymore. She cut that habit out of her life when they started getting together. Granted, like there were photos of like her ripping cigs when she had like a baby bump, which not the best look, <laughs> not the best look yeah, Kim, but also yeah, like, yeah. let's be real. All of our grandparents probably ripped cigs with our parents. So let's not, yeah, let's sure. not get crazy. But I think he came into her life exactly when she needed him. And I don't want to say saved her, but I think gave her stability that she had been looking for for a very long time. And like we were talking about before, like, does Kim live a life of lies? And I think before she really did. But then I think when she met Croy, he humbled her in a way. And he's got those Midwestern morals and is very simple and is a good influence on the girls and you see when you watch don't be tardy how he plays a very like stern yet loving role for brielle and ariana and the little ones are just like cute as hell and just like playing on like scooters and shit so it's, it's a little different but he plays a, he I, plays I, a positive role agree. i half i half agree with that but at the same time like they still have their outrageous spending habits. They still have oh, their, yeah. like, you know, like, over-the-topness. And it's, like, so he hasn't been able to, like, work on that stuff. So that's, I'm kind of, like, mm. Well, I, I don't that's, think that's anyone's... I'm always kind of, like... No one's balancing the budget over there. I think, uh, like, six no. months ago we talked on this show how she owes $250,000 to Amex. But I don't think Kim yeah. understands the value of a dollar. And I don't think she realizes, like... No, like your crippling credit debt (laughs) might come back to haunt you eventually. Like (laughs) you can keep spending, but the banks will stop that spending eventually. When when I saw her little sons going to kindergarten with a Fendi backpack, it ruined everything in my heart. I'm like, I can marry the richest man in the world but we are still going to Marshalls or Target to buy my dumb little Thank kid you. a backpack. 100%. It's yeah. going to be covered I in mean, like yeah. boogers and crayons and shit in two weeks. I- I'm not ever spending a lot of money yeah. on my kids for that bullshit. You know what? Like I can and will be a millionaire. <laughs> well, I mean, not, okay, y'all don't know Mercedes, but she is like queen, bitch, financial, something, something. I'm so dumb. I can't even explain what she does. <laughs> so, so I work in investment banking and like, I can have a lot of money and I was still like fucking ramen. You know what I mean? Like, Hello? so for her to like spend money so frivolously, I'm like, why? Like, that doesn't even make any sense to me. But I worked for it and she didn't. I mean, she was a nurse, and, like, I don't I know that she's worked for it, so, like, maybe she didn't see that, but I'm like, no, bitch, like, I will, I'm frugal, <laughs> so I, we're just on different levels. Well, different no, levels. of course, but I think that's also, like, 
just understanding <laughs> the value of a dollar. Like it's a lot of work to get to a place on your own, period. Without yes. a man, yes. without your parents, without anybody helping you to understand saving money and creating your own little trust fund is really difficult. And I don't think she sees long-term. I think she's very much in the short-term. And she even said, she was like, I'm going to die in Dior. But you know, I spend like, I don't get I know, the bill. At the same time, like she's, she has her like makeup line. She's had, she's had, she makes a lot of money from W Tardy episodes. Like she does all this stuff. So like she understands it on a lot of levels, but like you're right. Long-term. But how is she investing it? Let's not what forget. What kind of decisions is she making? Every dime any celebrity makes. Like I worked in business management for musicians for two years. So I got like a very, I have a very educated eye on financials for successful people. Between your business manager, your lawyer, your agent, your manager, and your publicist, and taxes, you make 15% of every dollar you make. So if you make $100 for a gig, just 100000 you get 15000 at the end of the day after yeah, everything. which is like, so that's only last me for a couple months. Yeah. So when you, like, you need to look, and I think celebrities, especially people who aren't familiar with money. Is it going to be like a Teresa Judith situation, right? Where, like, all the money is in question or, like, all you're getting, like, you're going to jail because tax evasion or things like that. Like, who knows, really? Like, yeah, Jersey was the first to do it, but I don't think they're the last. I mean, we've got to read. We've got to read in PK. I'm waiting for that, like a oh, time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The Buco de Beppo money. I don't think it's enough. <laughs> no way. This brings us to the end of today's episode. Mercedes, thank you so much for coming on this journey. I'm pretty drunk at this rate, and I'm, I hope you had a good time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I always do. <laughs> well, thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you for coming on. Of course you will be back on. And thank you so much to all you beautiful listeners who have gone this far into the episode. And uh, yeah, be sure to listen to Tuesday's episode. Kathy O'Donnell's coming on. And God knows you do not know what she will ever say. It's, <laughs> it's a mixed bag. You never know. All right. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Nourish by Nature Made, the number one pharmacist-recommended vitamin and supplement brand. Nourish is a personalized vitamin regimen customized to you. Backed by 45 years of science, they remove the guesswork from your vitamin regimen. With thousands of happy customers, Nourish is a trusted supplement brand by many. Visit Nourish.com to create your customized package today.